Welcome back. That's insane. That's insane. Locker Room Ladies Season 3. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. We have big things coming in 2023. Thank you. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Maddie, I think that was the quickest click hit record and then just say welcome back. Usually I, I give it a pause. I so too. Wow. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Maddie. It's January 19th, if you're listening, uh, on this lovely Locker Room Ladies Thursday. We have a good episode for you guys in store. However, before we begin, it's been a little chaotic. Chaotic energy is around. And Agree. <laughs> I think I might be the source of the chaotic energy. I think you might be the epicenter. Maddie purchased herself a brand new laptop a couple weeks ago. A month ago at this point, right? Um, I think it was a Black Friday deal. <laughs> Stop it. Maddie hasn't opened the computer. It's January 19th. And the reason she got this new computer is because your, com- your old laptop is like a decade old. Okay, it's not quite that old. I was trying to age me here. I think it's about early 2015. This computer, so we're it's it's about okay. So we're almost eight. However, yes, I don't know. I ordered this new computer, but I'm the kind of person that you know when you get a new device, a new iPhone, if you will. You know, you upgrade your iPhone every couple years because they keep making the new iPhones, and your other one gets slower, whatever. I get so overwhelmed by having the new iPhone because there's so many steps that it takes to make it your iPhone. <laughs> it's just an iPhone when you get it. It's it's not yours sure. yet. You have to make it yours. And your other one already has your whole life on it. It just overwhelms me. So truthfully, I've just I been kind of staring at the box of this new computer. I have a case for <laughs> it. I have one of the the little dock things so I can plug in USBs. I have all the gadgets. I just have not yet been in the headspace to open this bad boy up and and actually set it up. I'm just having a lot of chaotic energy today, Charlotte. Uh, Yes, apparently. And And honestly, I I feel as though I have these chaotic tendencies and I can't. I can't get away from it. I don't know. Everybody's got a little chaos in them. A little bit of chaos in them. I would say I would say I may have I might have a bit more than the average gal. (laughs) However, we're living. We're here. We're living. You know, this morning, I'm not a coffee drinker whatsoever. I like the taste of it. That's what it is. (laughs) I know. It messes up my stomach actively. If you say, do you drink coffee? I'll say, oh, no, it messes up my stomach. Also, don't do well with a ton of caffeine. Also, coffee gives me anxiety and, like, shakiness, especially if I have it on an empty stomach. I know all of these things. I know this. This is very factual. I could tell you this any day of the week. However, today, for some reason, I thought that none of those things would happen if I had coffee on an empty stomach this morning on my almost two-hour drive to work, and yet again. Wait, that's chaotic <laughs> that it takes you two hours to get to work. Is that just traffic? I just timed it wrong. You know how with traffic, <laughs> you know how with traffic, sometimes you have a window, and if you miss your window, yes, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you yep. give it like 15 minutes, you kind of, you might be okay. You, you get into exactly. the next window, because it's like if you, 
if you leave 30 minutes or like there's a window where if you leave at the first 30 minutes or 30 minutes later, you're going to get there at the same time because of just the way traffic flows. Is anyone yes. else or is that just me? No, 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 so, 100%. You, you know, yeah. it was a long weekend. I was telling myself I'm going to try out the later window and see if it gets me there earlier. It did not. Hmm. All right. So. Well, the point is <laughs> Maddie had coffee today. The fact of the matter is coffee, and you cannot convince me otherwise, is a drug. I think it's actually it a drug. Caffeine right? is a drug. It is. How is this allowed? Coffee screws with me too, Maddie. I will be off my rocker. If I'm drinking coffee, I something went wrong and I needed to have it to stay awake. So the side effects for me are so bad to the point where like I worked the morning shift when I was in TV. I wanted to be a coffee drinker. I bought the Keurig. I did everything to be a coffee drinker. I tried to force myself to be someone who needs coffee in the morning and I the side effects are always so bad that I I literally cannot get addicted to it like that's how much coffee does not agree oh, no, with my same, body I so I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to start my week off with a nice fat <laughs> cup of coffee it tasted great well, it tasted great I mean I mm, the t- black tea black tea is the way to go if I really tea. really need caffeine black tea is the vibe or a nice like coke one. zero <laughs> <laughs> yes a diet uh, coke yes that's how i like to get my caffeine me. i can do i can do an espresso martini if it's later in the day Same. i just need to have I food in my martini. stomach i could do maybe an afternoon yeah. coffee if i need a little pick-me-up occasionally it's very occasional mm. a matcha tea i can do that i don't like the taste of matcha oh really i love it yeah it's so good our locker room lady of <laughs> our locker room lady of the week this week is a gymnast and it's not yes. who you think it's not who you think maddie tell us about grace kramer yes gracie so kramer. i stumbled upon gracie kramer on tiktok and okay you know how people think that or there's this conception that tiktok is like for dances people watch dances some people do use tiktok to watch dancing i for one i don't know if it's my attention span i just don't i don't watch my my timeline's not a lot of dancing However, Mm-mm. I have been on this kick of Olympic paired figure <laughs> skaters. So I think this might be why this came into my I For You it. page. I normally can't sit through an entire routine unless I'm like actively watching the Olympics. But on TikTok, I am not really there for the dances. I like the story times. I saw this routine literally 0.5 seconds into this TikTok. I had to watch it. I had to see what was going on here with Gracie Kramer's routine. So she did this incredible routine. She's a gymnast for UCLA, to give you a little bit of background. And during a competition, she actually earned a perfect score. So when I say incredible, I mean, this was impeccable. Not a mistake. Literally so mesmerizing to watch. And, And don't get me wrong. I appreciate dance. I appreciate gymnastics I love the Olympics I love watching the routines I just typically don't sit through like a three minute dance video on TikTok that's that's the only thing it's just like I want quick 30 seconds skip this video left me wanting more it was so impressive she you could just tell how disciplined she was how in the zone she was really showing all of her passion and emotion for this sport that she's probably done her entire life, putting it all yeah. out there on the floor. And she absolutely earned every single point of that perfect score. 
She did. And I mean, I don't know a ton about gymnastics. I never did it. And I would have loved to do it tumbling around. And I wish I could do that. I wish I could bend in those ways and do (laughs) backflips and stick the landing. It was almost like the floor was just a trampoline and she was bouncing all over the place. Like I would love to just get on a mat and just do that. Um, but it was just insane watching her. And, and with my very limited knowledge of gymnastics, what I do know is that a perfect score is rare. And she so deserved, like you said, every single point of it. And it was different, a different routine that I had ever seen before. It right? was almost like modern. And I, I've seen previous uh, leotards that she's worn. She's done like a Joker theme. She does really cool stuff. Um, now she's actually retired and she's moved on from gymnastics, but she was, uh, recently, uh, the assistant coach, a volunteer assistant coach at Utah State University. Uh, Her family's from California. She, um, was on the, uh, athletic director's honor roll for 10 quarters at UCLA, which is probably not very easy when you're getting a perfect 10, you're getting perfect GPA. I don't know how you do all that at UCLA, but, uh you know, NCAA champion on all Pac-12 honoree, just the list goes on. Also, Charlotte, on TikTok, something that really struck me during that video. So this happened three years ago. Now it happened in January of 2020, this perfect score, but it resurfaced on how the internet brings things back on TikTok. And something that really struck me was how the second her routine was over, how her teammates just she knew. surrounded her and just embraced her. And, and she was just overwhelmed with emotion. So cool. It was so beautiful. Like I'm getting, I literally have goosebumps no, right now talking about it, Charlotte, because it was so special. And just the thing about sports is like the storylines like that and how people work yeah. their entire lives for moments like that. And she yeah. just knocked it out of the park. It was incredible. It was so incredible. It we was. can we can probably put a link to the video in the description, right? Yeah, I can I'll link it. And also I was on a Google deep dive of her <laughs> TikTok page. That none of that made sense, but just bear <laughs> with me. I was very deep in her TikTok page and she actually just is recovering from a torn Achilles, which is that's oh. gotta hurt. And her dad did her surgery, which is oh my goodness, yeah, wow. so so cool. And she's if you guys are looking for a workout routine or anything, go to her TikTok. I will put it in the description of this video. But she's so cool. And yeah. shout out to our locker room lady of the week. Shout out Gracie, Gracie Kramer. All right, well Charlotte, on that note, let's take a quick break. You can use this break to maybe pause it because it's a thirty second break, three minute video. Watch the routine in the description <laughs> if you're not driving and let us know what you think in the comments or dm us i guess i don't think there's comments on whatever you're listening to right now but (laughs) we'll be right back okay we have to get into this okay i'm so excited welcome back for those of you who didn't hear the the preface of this conversation my i just painted my nails blue and i think i was feeling a little blue but in a good way because the new york giants are celebrating and a playoff advancement. They are going up against the Philadelphia Eagles against all odds, I think, Charlotte. I think that's fair to say. I think it is. And to, I mean, look at that division. You have the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants. There's no commanders, but the commanders were no joke 
this season either. If you want to tell me that this was a bad division, no. you didn't watch it. Oh my gosh, it was like probably the best division in football, yes. arguably. So this game, Maddie, was insane. I was actually at work, obviously, uh, doing the studio coverage for the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills, which okay. was also a Crazy. shocking, sneaky good game. Every game we this out, weekend was pretty wild. Yes, except for the last one, maybe. But there's I think some funny stories that come out of it. Arguably wild, because I don't think there were a ton of people that had predicted that going into it. It was a little boring, though, I see True. what you're saying. Yeah. But anyway, I was able to uh, meet up with some friends at like a little restaurant, like bar, barbecue place um, nearby and watch the rest of it. And I don't usually get to watch a game as a fan like that. And to watch my Giants in like 20 minutes away from MetLife Stadium where they were not playing on Sunday, but that's their home. Like this is a the epicenter of the Giants. The epicenter is a big word for us this weekend epicenter. or this week. <laughs> but the epicenter of my heart this week was the New York Giants. I am so happy for Daniel Jones. Maddie, he got his bag. He just signed his contract Danny as quarterback. Dimes. Have you, did you see? I think ESPN posted it or NFL. I think it was actually NFL. They posted a fan had like a an actual dime like this big with Daniel Jones face on it. And it said, yes. in Daniel, we trust Danny Dimes. Uh-huh. I love that. Yep. I love well it. Well deserved. And Maddie, so well deserved. It was such an exciting game to watch, but obviously on the other side of the ball, we have Kirk Cousins and maybe one of his worst losses of his entire career. And also kind of sad. Like, I don't like to see him lose. And he was my bandwagon pick. And now my whole argument is out yeah. the window. Charlotte, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I was super excited about the Giants win. As you know, my favorite team – I won't, I won't say what it is. You guys just have to guess what my favorite team is. But <laughs> my favorite team did not make the playoffs this year. So you're a Giants fan. My boyfriend is a Giants fan. It makes sense for me to be rooting for the G-Men in this playoff run naturally. So I watched this game as a fan, if you will, a little bandwagon action, like like you Love said, it. Charlotte, bandwagon. But I think it's a fair bandwagon because you have right. to pick a playoff my team favorite wagon. gets knocked out. So... I was super excited this whole game, and it's also a little bit more fun if you're not a true fan because you don't have skin in the game, so you don't have that pit in your stomach like a real fan does whenever things maybe aren't going your way. It's just more exciting for the average casual fan like me. So that was an amazing game. Honestly, I think I I said last week that 90% of New York Giants fans probably owe Daniel Jones an apology, and I think that that rings – even more true this week after watching him move on the ground. I think he had like upwards of 76 rushing yards. Yeah. He absolutely did every single thing he could to help his team advance. And everyone on that team looked like they showed up ready to play. And I'm actually so excited to see the third rematch against the Eagles because we saw them play each other earlier in the season, and the Giants did lose. The most recent matchup was not a true matchup because the Eagles no. wanted to win for that one seed, and the Giants had already clinched their playoff for yeah. all their guys. So this is actually kind of like the true rematch, I think. And I'm very excited because I have this theory that the first round bye isn't always what it's cracked up to be. 
Ooh. Okay. Well, we will see how that works out across the board this weekend. Maddie, I am very excited to see the rematch. I'm a little nervous. Um, it's almost like you lose to Philly. It's like the Yankees losing to the Red Sox. You just don't want to see it. I just would rather than rival. It's a rival and in, in, in a different way than the Cowboys. I almost would prefer them to lose to the Cowboys. Oh my goodness, Cowboys. really? I think so, just because the people who and shout out to all our Eagles friends, <laughs> Eagles family or whoever. Specifically, I know like it's a ton fans. of Eagles fans. It's the fans. It's the fans. Oh my god. I can't I can't live that down. And it's it's almost like a, when the Yankees lose to the Mets, it sucks. But it's like, damn it, the fans. It's like <laughs> that thing. Because there's it's so it's such close proximity. There's a ton of Philly people here. Right. And uh, I just, I hate to lose to a team like that. Especially when they're actually pretty good this season. Well, we'll see. Like I told you, I am rooting for the Eagles to not win a Super Bowl. Because of a bet I have with my uncle that I just, yeah. I just don't want them to win. I, I need them to wait a few years i'm with we'll you. get into the cowboys we'll get into the cowboys but charlotte i want to hear you texted me after the giants win you were very excited about the giants win but you also had some mixed feelings and you you touched on it your bandwagon kirk cousins but you said you wanted to get into how you're feeling about kirk cousins now so i want to hear your thoughts in that moment i saw I mean, I had my word that was going to be wrong, but I had my team that was going to advance. Um, but when I saw Kirk, Kirk Cousins' post-game presser, I felt so bad for the guy. This is a guy who was, you know, he really rose to the occasion for his team, and he had so much fun. This was probably one of his favorite seasons, if you asked him. You get these videos of the guys on the planes coming back. With the ice. With the chains. And the, yeah, the ice and – he just looked so sad. I just felt bad. I would have preferred to be not Kirk Cousins, but had to be done. But there's always going to be in every NFL season, there's going to be 31 losers. And Charlotte, yeah. I, I see it, I, I guess. But I don't know. I just it's it's disappointing. And I, and I wouldn't want to be the quarterback on the losing team. And there's another team that I almost feel worse for than I do for Kirk Cousins. Actually, maybe two other teams that I feel worse ooh, for. Ooh, ooh. And we'll get into it right now, I guess, then, Charlotte. Uh, yes. The Chargers. Oh, you feel bad for them? Yes. <gasps> okay, why? <laughs> because I'm sorry. I feel like you have to put some of the blame on coaching when you are up 27 to 0, ending the second quarter almost, and you lose that game. That's coaching. You, your coach, yeah. your coach needs to get you into the locker room during halftime and say, all right, boys, let's keep it up. Like, we just got to hold them off. We've held them to seven points in this half and let's just keep it riding. We have our playoff advancement sitting on a silver platter here. Yeah. They had five turnovers they weren't able to they capitalized on turnovers and they weren't able to lock it in that's the crazy thing it's like to have five turnovers go your way to be up by 27 points at any point in a game and to lose is pretty I mean that's just gotta hurt more than any other loss and and I compared it and I have to bring it back 
one of the first ever episodes of Locker Room Ladies was me coming off of the Steelers-Browns wildcard game of 2021 yeah. in January. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen the Steelers play in my life. Yeah. But they clawed their way back to within, like, two scores. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like it's worse if you're lo- – like, had the Browns ended up losing that game – it would have been so much worse than like the way that the but Steelers lost. Think- the Steelers got so dug into this hole. I feel like to come back in that way and beat a team that badly, I mean, I almost feel worse for a game like you've seen with Kirk Cousins and the Giants. I feel really worse for him. No, I feel like not. I feel like you got to place the blame. Yes, on the coaching in those games where it's a major lead blown. But, I mean, when you see a close game, those guys were fighting. Those guys were at battle. If you blow your lead, it's like, come on, guys. What are you doing? But I really, feel like, it just feels like they gave up. Yes, but I also feel like it, it, it falls on the coach to keep your team in it. It's a, it's a mental – okay, the announcers said right. that during that game. They said that Trevor Lawrence had made a comment about – the NFL being just as much, if not more, a mental game than it was a physical game. And on the flip side, obviously that worked in Trevor Lawrence's favor because he didn't let the turnovers get to him and he was able to lead his team to a victory, which I think just speaks volumes about everything we said last week about the Jags being hot, about Doug Peterson being a perfect coach of the year candidate, about Trevor Lawrence hitting his stride and being that quarterback that everyone thought he was going to be in the NFL. All of those ring true. But for the Chargers, I think it kind of falls on coaching to keep your team mentally like, hey, good job with the first the first 30 minutes of the game, but we still have two more quarters to play. Yeah. This game's not they over. Throw it out. I think yeah. your coach has to instill that into you in the locker room. The locker room speech can't be like, all right, guys, we're, we're ready to move on. And I don't know what yeah. was said in the locker room, but I, I do think that some of that falls on the coaching. And I also think that it, it obviously falls on the players. Like you can't, you can't take your foot off the gas that much, but I just feel like watching those guys and their post-game interviews, I just have never seen players so dumb and just, like, I can't believe. Like, they were just so bewildered that they didn't win that game. And I I just feel like that had to have been the longest flight from Jacksonville back to Los Angeles. Like, that flight is already probably six hours long. And to just have to sit there and think about it, oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's like the worst thing. I- yeah, I mean, it sucks. And and they just have to, they just got to pick up the pieces and move on. It's like we we spoke about this last week, or I don't know if we were text. I think we talked about it on the podcast. It's about how you coach those guys. The third quarter is the most important quarter of football. Because the third quarter and the fourth quarter that's where the winning happens. That's where you've played a good half of football. You should be on the same page as your team. You've gotten into your rhythm in those first two quarters. You've been in that locker room. You've got that pep talk. And you're going to go there and you're going to go to battle with your guys. So I think that that third quarter really is the the telling quarter. If you can't keep it up, then you got to close it out. And speaking of yeah. coaching and, and coaching decisions yes. that I was – 
just cringing at. And I mean, okay, everyone can be a coach on the couch. We're coaches. Everyone can be a Monday morning quarterback. It's so easy to sit here and say, this is what you should have done. But what the hell was John Harbaugh thinking about letting 40 seconds, somewhere between 30 and 40 seconds run off the clock at the very end of that game against the Bengals? Mm. Your team literally, literally, you guys were tied up. You were in the red zone on the two-yard line. Disaster strikes. Absolute disaster. Your quarterback fumbles during the QB sneak. Yeah, that wasn't good. Hometown kid picks it up, runs it the other way for a touchdown. 98-yard touchdown. That's the most in playoff history of a touchdown of that sort. Longest in NFL history. Not only, not only did the Bengals then get seven points instead of you also lost the opportunity to get seven points. So it's not only like a seven point swing, it's a 14 point swing because you have to just assume that if you're on the two yard line, you're at least going to get seven points. So they not only didn't score, but they also gave up seven points the other way. Like that just has to be soul crushing. And truly, I think all of the momentum in that game was on Baltimore's side. And, and I'm watching this as a division as an AFC North fan, like these are two of my biggest division rivals. I am not a fan of either of these teams. I was rooting for the Bengals, but seeing this, I'm like, oh my goodness, are the are the Bengals going to lose this game? I was just so shocked by how the energy in that stadium just felt like it was on Baltimore's side. And then the second that touchdown happened, it was a different game. And the Ravens had a chance to win that game, really. And And I don't know just why Harbaugh didn't call a timeout Whenever it was, I think there was like 109 on the clock and he literally let it run down to like 31 seconds left. I was literally like, what do you mean? You're saving the timeout for, for the off season? Like, what are you doing here? This is, this is, the, this is it. This is the playoffs. You have was, to manage that. Crowd. I could not you believe have to it. Manage that crowd. Especially a seasoned guy like Harbaugh, who, I mean, he's a good coach and he's been in the league for a long time. Yeah. I just couldn't, um, I, I could not believe like, I was my boyfriend and I were yelling on the couch like time out time out the whole time out yeah, like, yeah, what are you doing what are you doing it's crazy and and I didn't I actually didn't get to take a look at any of their uh, press conferences but I wonder what those guys feel like about that call There's did you see controver- about that? there was some controversy on that game already regarding the starting quarterback and Lamar Jackson recovering from injury there was some talk on whether or not he could have played should have played I won't comment on that I I don't know his medical history but I know that there was some controversy surrounding that game altogether and we don't know whether Lamar Jackson is gonna suit up in a Ravens jersey again we don't know what's what's to come in this offseason he does become a free agent so I mean you love to see a divisional battle out there in the playoffs because divisional oh, yeah. battles just always hit different. It doesn't matter. Throw the records out the window whenever you play totally. a division rival, anything is possible. And that's why it's so exciting for the Giants and the Eagles to go into this divisional. Yes. Round. And Maddie, that divisional little nugget of information you just gave, how fun those those uh playoff games are. This is actually the Bengals, and I was just looking up the note to fact check it. This is the Bengals' first ever playoff win against the AFC North. They were previously 0-2. Oh, and, and they lost to the Steelers. Steelers. I was going to say. Yes. I so, was going to say. No one of those games. What a bummer it is to be a Raven, but how exciting is it to be a Bengal right now? So 
hey, you guys going to watch CBS Sunday at 3, or I think our game's at 3.30 or 3. And then you'll get that Buffalo Bills-Bengals matchup. I think, Maddie, we have well, you know, to we'll talk. get to our predictions later. We, we have we'll to talk about maybe, I don't know if it's the most surprising, the most the most disappointing, depending on how you look at it. One of these games this weekend we haven't talked about yet, I think just has left everyone kind of wondering about what is next. And that's the Cowboys Bucks. Yes. Charlotte. I'm going to preface this with, I know we're going to get more into it, but hot or dead, every single team that we said was hot is moving on to the divisional round. So Virtual high five to you. Nice. We crushed that. Love we crushed it. that. I even got some some backlash on the saying that the Bucks were dead Man. and saying that the Chargers were dead. Both of those rang true. However, mm-hmm. I have never seen a team with Tom Brady under center look like the Bucks looked on Monday night against the Cowboys. That game started off super weird with all the three and outs, like three and out, three and out, three and out. Yes, I think it was like yes. four straight three and outs. And yes. then the Cowboys got it going with a touchdown on the board. I think their next three possessions were all touchdowns. And then weirdly enough, all three of those possessions, they did not get the point after because Brent yes. Maher, their kicker, developed a case of the yips like right there yeah. in front of our eyes. And miss this poor kid. Four this poor extra point attempts. Most in NFL history. But he got I mean, the fifth. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe okay. After after the first two when he missed, and then they went out and they, they brought him back out for the, the third. I was like, why are we kicking it? Why, why are we not going for two here? I couldn't believe that. Yeah. And then you always also go for two. Just risk it for the biscuit. As you already after the third one. I can't believe you got a shot to kick four and then five. I think I asked my dad about that. My dad said that he was thinking, you know, at that point the Cowboys were up. I think by four touchdowns, but because of the missed point after, it, it was like actually three scores. Technically, if the Bucks had scored three times yes. and gotten the two point conversion every time, but. My dad was like, they're up so much, they might as well kind of let him work out these yips and just keep going for yeah, it I mean, so his confidence doesn't get too shot going into to maybe a bigger game where he's going to actually – those yeah. points are going to count next week. Good point. And Talk about mentality. Yeah, it's all mental. You're looking at Tom Brady, and this is a player who – Charlotte, I am 25. You're 24. We've been watching this guy play for – since I was two years old and you were one, yes. he has Our been in the lives. NFL. He's been in the NFL. So we pretty much do not know the NFL without Tom Brady. And Brady. watching this game, it was like the most un-Brady-like performance I've ever seen from him. And, you know, I was a Tom Brady hater when he was Patriot. I really just loved Same. to see him kind of fumble, choke, whatever, anything that was going on. If, if he was, like, going to stutter – on the field, like I would jump all over that. Like, Steeler fan, it was Me like, too. yes, we love to see the weakness in your rival, but it was rough because you know we all know that Tom Brady has gone through it. Kind of personal life this year has not been the yeah. the, the best, and it's been in the spotlight, and there's just been a lot going on. And just to see him kind of just not look like a superhuman, like we've seen for the past more than two decades, was pretty weird. And it was weird, yeah. Now there's a bunch of speculation. Is Tom Brady 
going to continue his NFL career? Is he going to go out with that as his final performance? Is he too competitive? Does he need to suit up again and prove that that he can leave more out on the field? Or is it like he has literally given everything to this sport and he's gotten everything out of it? He got seven Super Bowl rings. He's gotten the championships. He's gotten the MVPs. He's kind of gotten everything that anyone can really want when you start your career in the NFL. So is it time to hang it up? Maddie, I look at this quarterback. I look at this quarterback and I see a weird, I don't know how to like put this into words, but bear with me, like a father figure. (laughs) And I'm there. And I was texting Maddie this, um, when we were watching the game, um, this is a guy who a lot of these guys who are sacking him, who are tackling him. It's probably an honor to sack Tom Brady. It's probably so cool because you grew up watching this guy and here he is and you're playing on the opposite side of the field as him. I mean, his teammates probably have gotten over the, oh my God, this is Tom Brady and we're playing with Tom Brady and we mm-hmm. watched him. And we played, he was on our Madden team growing up. <laughs> but it, that is just mind blowing to me. Are we ever going to see a quarterback again like Tom Brady who our children are going to grow up watching and then go on to play with? if I allow my children to play football. <laughs> and I don't know that we're going to see that in our lifetime, Charlotte, because it's just like what he's done has been so unprecedented. So, he's so just even been – And he's been so much further than – Like like Terry Bradshaw mm-hmm. was the winningest quarterback in terms of Super Bowls before Tom Brady. He had four Super Bowls. That was unheard of. And then yeah. Tom Brady comes in and gets seven. Like that – There is no team – in the NFL that has seven Super Bowls. Think about that. There's a guy who has more Super Bowls than any single NFL team in history. Like the NFL has been around for like 102, 103 years. Crazy. He, he just, he is so larger than life. And Charlotte, I, during this game, here's why. Okay, so I, I understand that the writing is on the wall. It makes sense for him to retire. It makes sense for him to hang it up. But at the same time, watching that fourth quarter of that game watching him he just didn't give up and he was slinging it downfield to Mike Evans he was doing he was calling it out we're going for two he was just doing everything that he could because he realized that he kind of got his team into this big hole in this playoff appearance yeah you could see him putting it out all on the line like he does and he's the king of comebacks and you saw this spark this like light in his eye that you're like that's the Tom Brady that we should have been seeing for the other three quarters and so part of me is like that's still there and it's like can he beat time and nature and just take that and use that and and ride it out for one more season or does he say I'm about to be 46. I think it's time to say I've done a lot this year in my career and, and I need to move on to the next step. I don't know, but I saw that that little glimmer of Tom Brady that I was like, this guy might be playing flame. it next year. Right? Maddie, you talk I, I saw the little flame too, but I think he's a candle in the wind. It's it's gonna go out. I, I really do. And I think I don't know. He's surprised us many times before. He's still playing in the league. I wouldn't be surprised if he came back, but I think he's going to hang it up. That's my prediction. I think he's done. I think he's going to Fox and he's going to get that, you know, and hopefully spend some time with his children that he, you know, he didn't 
this this sport takes so much out of you. It takes a lot of sacrifice to be involved in this sport, no matter how you're involved with it, whether you're on the field playing, whether you're on the sidelines coaching, whether you're behind the phones doing social media, whether you're in the broadcast centers or in the trucks, this sport takes so much sacrifice. He deserves to just go chill for a little bit. Charlotte, if, if we would have had this conversation last year, we would have technically both been right because last season he did retire and then he also decided to come back. So we don't know what's going to happen. It's a long off season. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of thinking to do, a lot of discussions with his loved ones before he makes his decision. And no matter what yeah. he decides, you just got to give it up for the guy, whether you love him or hate him. Like, you got to. It, we got are to. just witnessing history that may never, ever, ever be repeated in front of our eyes. And it's yeah. pretty incredible yeah. the fact that we've been so blessed to be able to see this happen. I mean, as much as I grew up probably hating the guy I and just did cursing too. every time he appeared in the Super Bowl. Well, I got to enjoy you two very appreciate it. Super Bowls. You did, you did. Tom Brady. However, Maddie, it was, it was like that history moment. I'm watching this game. I'm done watching this game. I know what's going to happen. But I had to watch the end of this game. You couldn't turn it off. Tom Brady walk through that tunnel. Could this be the final game ever? I don't want to miss that. So it's not even that. I will admit. But yes. At 27 to zero during Chargers Jags, I fell asleep. I said, I can go to sleep because this game is over. I was wrong. The Jags are dead. And then my boyfriend woke me up in the fourth quarter and the Jags are coming back. And I'm right. The Jags are hot. But I missed a lot of stuff in the middle because I counted them out. But that game was probably more interesting than the Cowboys Bucks game, but because it was Tom Brady, it didn't matter that he was down 31 to three, 31 to six, whatever it was. I could not turn it off because I was like, Maddie, you know, he is in this game. Two minutes to go. He's in the game. It's like a favorite actor in a bad movie. (laughs) I like this actor. This is a good actor hate that movie but i loved that performance by that actor you got- and i'll watch it even if it's terrible because i love this actor charlotte the game was over there's two minutes left in the game they're down by i think three scores still and yeah. they get the onside kick i'm like oh my god he's gonna do it he throws it down to mike evans and just just misses the throw just misses it it was it was a clear shot into the end zone and i was like oh my god he had me had he gotten that i would have been like this game's Let's go. Buckle up for overtime. This mm-hmm. game's happening. I could not believe yeah. like how invested right and down until the clock actually hit yeah. zero that I was like, okay, Tom Brady's actually going to lose. And that's I'm excited that you don't feel that way, too. I think everyone that feels that way. No one could turn that game off. No, no one could turn that and game I don't off. Think, yeah, no. Uh, Maddie, speaking of our hot or dead, let's circle back to okay. round two. We're getting into the divisional rounds, you guys. We're almost to Super Bowl Sunday. Oh. And Maddie and I love to do a hotter dead to commemorate. Uh, We did pretty well Mm -hmm. on our hotter deads last week. Now hotter dead kind of has to be like win or lose because these teams are playing each other. It kind of has to be win or lose. If you're dead, you're dead. Yeah, if you're dead, you're dead. Make it as you will. Let's go through the NFC, Maddie, the 49ers. Are they hot? Are they dead? What do you think? I think they're still hot, Charlotte. And they are too. I wanted to say maybe the Cowboys were hot, but I think that I think that was just a weird game. And also the whole thing with the kicker. It was just a bizarre 
It was a weird game, yeah. Wait, so, yeah, it was weird. I still think the 49ers are hot. I think they're going to beat the Cowboys. I think that we were right okay. in saying that the Cowboys are dead. I think they are going to go out in that game against the 49ers. Also, Agreed. not to mention I saw something about this on Twitter, and it is a good point. The fact that there mm-hmm. was a Monday night game was a little weird decision-wise because the 49ers played on Saturday and the Cowboys played on Monday – so the 49ers are getting pretty much two full extra days of preparation for this game, which is a little weird. I feel like they shouldn't have had a Monday game. I feel like one day is, okay, whatever, chalk it up to scheduling. But, like, two full days? It's like playoffs? got to be, be a big advantage. It could be. And it's got to be – it has to boil down to money. I mean, look at these two massive markets, franchises yeah, and, right, and Dallas and in Tampa Bay on a Monday night primetime. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. probably – that's what it – but Maddie that those 49ers I think they're hot and I do think that they'll beat the Cowboys but I'm wondering and this will spark a different conversation maybe we can have another time Jimmy Garoppolo is he coming back are they gonna put him as a starter like what's happening I don't know what what do we do I I said this I think I said this like two weeks ago plug and play Charlotte I I really But do we stick with Brock Purdy? Do we go to Jimmy Garoppolo? He's got more experience. I I feel like you ride the wave that got you there. And you ride the Brock Purdy wave. And you have Jimmy Garoppolo suited up if he's able. And if Brock Purdy isn't doing it and it's it's going to the locker room at halftime and you're down by two, three scores, you you suit up Jimmy G. I think you got to plug and play. You got to ride the wave, Charlotte. Agreed. All right, Maddie. Giants, Eagles, let's talk hot or dead. I think those Giants are on fire. I those do too. Eagles are, those Eagles, I'm sorry. The Giants have that. That They are no candle in the wind. Charlotte. They are on fire. I think the Giants are one of the most dangerous teams in the playoffs because, one, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is probably the most doubted quarterback in the playoffs this season that made it to the playoffs. Like everyone has just doubted him for his entire career. He's been on teams that were pretty much just shit. Like he's been on terrible teams in terms of they haven't even been above 500. I don't think in Daniel Jones's career, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but Daniel Jones kind of so few people he's believed in him. In so him. few he's people believed that. in him. And then you saw the Giants offense probably look its best it has all season on the biggest stage. Even yeah. though they were playing the Vikings, who everyone was favoriting in that game. I really just think that the Giants are so hot. And this team of young guys just got a taste of what it's like to win a playoff game. And then they're going up for a rematch yep. against their division rivals. I think they absolutely have everything it takes to come out and win this game and take down the number one seed in the NFC. And I think that the Giants are hot. And by process of elimination, that means the Eagles are dead, Charlotte. I love it. Touchdown, Giants. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Very nervous, but I love that feeling. I'm a sucker for <laughs> we'll that see little what happens. In stomach. I think it's going to be a good game. Okay. I think it's going to be a close game. I think we're going to see game. some, like, Bengals-Baltimore action. But I think that they're a dangerous team, and I would not want to be playing the Giants if I if my team was in the playoffs. No. And thank you to the NFL for making – CBS have a 3 p.m. game so that I could enjoy <laughs> the Giants game Saturday night, go in to work, and be all good. There you to, go. Uh, to do that game. Speaking of the AFC, mm-hmm. Maddie, let's talk 
Bills, Bengals, what do you got? I think we've kind of talked mm. about this. I think the Bills are hot, 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 and I think the Bengals are dead. Okay, Charlotte. Sorry. Uh, I think I, I have to agree. Up. I think that the Bills are playing for so much more than football this season after what happened. That's I mean, what they it literally is. saw life and death happen right in front of their eyes against the Bengals, nonetheless. Like, this is probably going to bring Ooh, back a lot a of emotions. Again, chills again, yeah. Charlotte. This yeah. is yep. going to bring back a lot of emotions, I think, on both sides. But I think, however, Side note, I think it's kind of crap that this game is happening in Buffalo because, yes, the Bills had won more games, but had they played that game, technically the Bengals could have outseeded the Bills. So I think it should have been a neutral site. That's just a side note. I mean, I'm sure the Bills are excited it's in Buffalo, but I think that they should have just rolled with the neutral site for anything involving Bills-Bengals. Yeah, I yeah, I kind of agree with you there. And now the Bills have been at home for this is going to be their third week at home, so they're you know they're going to be fine. And I I think that they're going to stay hot, Charlotte. Yeah. I think you're right, I think but right. I do think the Bengals are going to put up a hard fight. Joey B made it to the Super yes. Bowl and did not come home with that Super Bowl ring last season, so I think that they're going to give it all, and and as every team should. But I think the Bills just have too much to play for. They are, they've just, yes. they have passion. And, and not to say that every other team doesn't, but I just think that like, like we said last week, everyone is kind of deep down rooting for the Bills. Even if you're a Bengals fan, I think everyone is kind yeah. of like tiny, 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 little tiny part of you. that's just like, oh, yeah. hey, it's the Bills though. You gotta, you gotta like be happy about it. Cause just they've it's overcome their, so this, much. After it what is. happened, there is nothing else, but winning a Super Bowl for DeMar Hamlin. That's what it yeah. is. And yeah. I honestly would not be surprised if they won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And I think they might That's my pick for the, really winning it all. It. And that's why I kind of – they have to be hot because I, I think the Bills are going to take it home. But, and you know what? A Bills – Maddie, a Bills-Giants matchup would be really cool for New York. Right? <laughs> it would be cool. Be I would, okay. Charlotte, the TV people could play around with that our, a lot. Our final, <laughs> our final two teams in the playoffs, Jags Chiefs, I would love to keep riding the Jags are hot wave, but I think we ought to be realistic here. I don't think this team is quite yet ready to take down the juggernaut that is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they are still going to go to the AFC Championship yet again. I think you they're not quite there yet. The Jags had an amazing comeback when they made the playoffs. They've done so many things right. They've had so many accomplishments that chalk it up to an incredible season, incredible, incredible future on their horizon, but they're not quite there yet. So I think they're going to lose to the Chiefs. So I think the Jags are fizzling out and the Chiefs are heating up as we always expect for this time of year for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You know, I really hear you and I'm, my logic, the logical side Ooh. of it, wants to agree with you. But I think the fact that I love playing devil's advocate. Okay. And we need to have one disagreement. Love it. We need one. I think, like you said earlier, that one seed with that bye week, maybe they okay. are not as good as we think they are. And it's so tough when that one seed, that bye week, is the Kansas City Chiefs. But we've seen the Jaguars do amazing things. I would not have predicted for them to be my hot team 
going up against the, the Kansas City Chiefs, if not for the game that happened last weekend. Mm-hmm. For that reason, they are hot. The Jaguars are going to beat the Chiefs, and they're going to advance to the AFC Championship game. Oh, Charlotte. That would be absolutely wild. I hope it happens. We'll talk about it. It will shock the We'll see if they are celebrating at Waffle House again. They celebrated at Waffle Waffle House after their big win, which I think is awesome. There's videos of Trevor Lawrence walking in after his playoff win. I mean, that's just iconic. But we'll see what happens, Charlotte. We have lots. I, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't be mad if I was wrong. We'll see what happens. We both can't be right. Stir the NFL pot. We'll see what happens, you guys. All right. We will see what happens. We're going to watch the games. We'll be back next week, same time, to talk about it. And we'll see who ends up being right on that final prediction. See you next time. I'm very excited. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We love you.